Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. Feliz Navidad. I'm Todd. Oh, I forgot Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm Obert. <laughs> Thanks for the layup, Todd. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Chris does, say, Chris does not wish you a Merry Christmas. Say, l- Listen, I forgot the intro. Like, So I, I don't know. My brain is not here. Okay. Oh, happy, happy Festivus, everybody. We hope that you are enjoying this uh, again for the th- third time <laughs> on, on, on Christmas with your with your friends and family. Um, I assume everybody listens to it the day it releases and on. Uh, and then every single day after till next <laughs> right. it comes out. Until the next yeah. Next. OK, yeah, yeah, that. So. <laughs> Oh man! What about you guys? Did you guys uh, did you guys ask for any anything big, exciting from Santa? Yeah, I asked for some coal. I'm doing the whole reverse psychology thing. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Okay. Is that because it'll help yeah. lower your heating bills now that you own a house and you're like, oh, sweet. Yeah, no, it's a reverse psychology because I know I've been naughty, so it's like <laughs> your move, Santa. What are you gonna do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to give me the opposite. What's the opposite of coal? Diamonds. Um. I think, yeah, yeah, Santa, if you're listening, <laughs> diamonds is the opposite of coal. <laughs> I mean, what's, I mean, coal is formed under pressure, right? I mean, so, and by, but on old shit, so babies. The you opposite ask, of wait, old you're asking shit. For, you're asking for babies? No, 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 that, I think that'd be the opposite, because like, coal is formed oh. out of like really, really old things that are compressed. Okay. So really, really young things that expect. I always, I love these insights into Todd's brain and how it works. You know, like, like on an SAT question, if it was like coal is to babies <laughs> as naughty is to, he'd be like, nice, clearly, no, no doubt about it. Oh, You're the engineer. Man. Like, what is the opposite of coal? Babies, we've established this. <laughs> yep. So, the Santa and the Stork are teaming up on this one for me, I guess. <laughs> oh, you're going to get bait? No, you're going to get babies for Christmas then? Oh. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'm going to wake up with a baby in my stocking, I <laughs> no, think is kind multiple, of the plan. Multiple babies. <laughs> a lump of babies. <laughs> No, no, it's the opposite. So a divot of babies. <laughs> oh God! There you go. An indent of babies. Uh, yeah. This is the episode title this early. We already did it. Good job. Good job over it. Well done. Oh man. Oh, Todd, what are, what are you getting for the big man upstairs? Uh, I'm I'm not getting anything for the big man from the big man though. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's see, it's I think it's tough as an adult because like oh, yeah. any anything you want from Santa, you already you already buy yourself. Like, yep. Yeah. I thought we established that you were Santa, by the way, last episode. Well, I also can't buy myself. <laughs> I'm like, I can't give myself a gift. Although, imagine if you were like Santa, and like anytime you wanted something, you just went over to the big bag and just pulled it out, and you're like, ah, take that Walmart. Yep. Never need to go baby shopping again. Uh, <laughs> all the babies in the world. Yeah, clearly you want cookies and milk is what you're on your list. Right. Mm. Cookies and milk, and then I, then my uh, my reindeer led by Simba the the reindeer. Um, <laughs> he'd like some carrots and maybe some catnip. Okay, there we go. Anyone who's doing some last minute Tud slash Santa Christmas shopping, you know where to go. <laughs> yeah. Any cookie preference you have? Ooh. I'm a big fan of chocolate chip oatmeal or oatmeal chocolate chip. That is a good one. I'm a yes. big fan of those too. Yeah. Really? Okay. I yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll eat them, but they're not my go-to. Like, you know. Are you the kind of guy who leaves like Oreos and Mountain Dew out for Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> if I were Santa Claus, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no. We, we, of course, bake our own cookies in this house, but um, just you straight up oatmeal either chocolate instead? chip. Either the chocolate chips or the uh, the the what the peanut butter blossoms. We do those. By the way, if I if I am Santa, can we get rid of the milk and like leave beers out? Like what what are we doing? I don't think we should promote drinking and driving on this podcast. It's, that's not drinking and driving. Santa just sits in a sleigh. It's 
it's drinking and slaying. And if you've ever gone sledding, you could be I, drunk sledding. I, I've heard of a few people in history to drink and slay, and I don't think it ended pretty good for them. I feel like this is all covered in the song, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how she got run over. <laughs> yeah. There was a few too many nogs passed around that night, I think. I mean, she... Listen. Santa's like, there wasn't a crosswalk. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you want from- Yeah, the, the song can't <laughs> well, exist if, if she doesn't get Santa's run over. Santa's pawning it off on the reindeer, being like, they just, I don't run the sled, I'm just back here. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of sit here in the sleigh, and they, they do it all. I'm just cracking open some milk and, and uh, going to town. <laughs> they take care of business. <laughs> but speaking of Christmas beverages. Ooh, ooh. Boy, do we have some for you guys this week. As mm. And it's no surprise because Tud, Tud uh, gave us all a present early last week when he told us what we were going to be doing this week. And that Correct. is uh, Christmas cocktails, I believe. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It is indeed. And um, I'm going to go first because I made a hot drink that I think needs to be drank before it becomes a cold drink. And this week I made a an apple cider that is infused or that is mixed with Tea infused tequila. Interesting. It is. That sounds yummy. It. I. I hope so. I hope it. I hope it doesn't taste like crap, because that would be bad. Um. But so what it is is I have I infused tequila with some citrus sunrise tea by Celestial Tea Company. Um. By boiling some water and in a in a uh, freezer safe bag, I threw in some tequila, two shots worth, and a tea bag, and I let it kind of. I let the water heat up, and then I turned off the heat so it wasn't boiling, and I let the, the, the tequila and the tea steep for, you know, five to seven minutes, and then I also heated up uh, some apple cider, and then for the rim, I used some cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, sugar, and the rind of, it's supposed to be an orange, but I didn't ha- have an orange, so the rind of a clementine. <laughs> oh, well, our pregame listeners will now... That you started that episode off with a lie, saying that your hands smelled, they really smelled like clementine. That's true. Ooh, snap. Yeah. Damn. That's true. And so, um, and then I, I, I used agave syrup as my binder for the cup. So I dipped the cup upside down, got it coated in agave syrup on the rim, dipped it into the cinnamon, sugar, nutmeg, clove, clementine mixture, zest of a clementine, and then poured the tequila in, removed the tea bag, poured the hot cider on top none of this was easy by the way i've learned that if you're gonna do this get a strainer but the end that result sounds like quite the presentation Ooh, look at that oh wow that's fancy that's beautiful yeah and then you're supposed to uh take a cinnamon stick and stick it in the drink as well but i've learned that in the age of covid uh, certain things just don't exist when you need them one such thing cinnamon sticks why nobody knows they're not on Amazon Prime, I guess. Yeah, yeah they don't exist <laughs> anymore. So, sorry if you like cinnamon sticks, but they're gone. They'd be gone. Um, so let's, you know, now that I've talked about what it is, let's 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 dive on in. Obviously, on the nose, it smells like a boozy uh, apple cider. I could definitely smell the tequila. Um, okay. Oh, I don't, I don't think I told people what the tequila was. And, and what's, I, the, t- what's the cider, too? So my cider was just the standard uh, grocery store cider. I just bought the one just that was that generic stuff. grocery brand. Gotcha. Yeah. So I used uh, Camarena tequila. I used a Reposado. Hey, Camarena. I, I really like that. I like that stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's like I was, a teardrop shaped bottle, kind of. It kind of looks like a fa- a really really fancy tequila bottle. I was going to use a Jose Cuervo uh, for it, but I figured, eh, if I'm doing it up for our you know Christmas cocktail, I might as well bring out the good stuff. And so I did. He's cocktail. 30. And I'm thirsty. thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long. So maybe something hot won't hurt me. Cause it's cocktail. 30. And it's time to party. Yeah, baby. I like that rendition. That's a good rendition. <laughs> oh, and I forgot because we're making cocktails. Oh, yeah, I got to crack open that liquor cabinet. Wow. Did it open or close? Did it do both? It it opens, but it's it's very creaky and it, it thuds on the There's way out. There's a thud. There's a thud, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it hit the wall. Oh, It okay. can't open all the way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is that is really good. Um, 
So it does taste obviously like a lot of like you know a lot like hot apple cider. Um, the tequila flavor is almost non-existent, despite smelling it on the nose. I don't get any flavor once I'm drinking it. I do, however, taste some citrus from the tea, which is really cool. I didn't think this was going to work. In all honesty, when I saw this um, online, I was like, there's no way this actually works. But it actually works, and I'm glad I didn't steep this this uh, tequila for longer, or else it may have actually overpowered the apple cider. But what it does is it kind of mutes the the tanginess of the apple cider and kind of draws it out into a nice citrus finish. Huh. Hmm. That sounds good. Now, where did this recipe come from? I found it on TikTok. Okay. So nice. maybe we can, I'll drop a link. If you can give me the link to the TikTok, I'll put that in the show notes. People can transcribe the recipe themselves. Yes. Yeah. And also on the, on, on the TikToks, uh, look at the guy's profile because what he does is he makes cool drinks basically all the time. It's some kid whose dad is like some fancy cocktail artist. And so basically the kid goes to the store and comes back and surprises his dad with ingredients. And the dad's always like, hey, here's here's this really cool, you know, drink. But this one Wait, did. Well, well, OK, you've basically at this point shouted him out. So what is what is the account here? Oh, I don't know. The TikTok doesn't <laughs> work that way. You can't just it's like you follow certain people. I don't know. Oh, I don't follow no, you. Do. I don't follow people. You don't follow me? The the guy's name is at John Rondi. R-O-N-D-I. Okay. Hey, John, if you're listening, thanks for the recipe. Um, now, I will say, not to take too much time away from your review here, but I just don't... I think I'm officially an old person because I don't like. I don't get the TikTok format. <laughs> I hate the like fake, like, what are we going to drink today, Dad? And then they're like, I don't know. Let's throw this all together. It just is like, I would you much so, rather go so on YouTube to have all and the have ingredients ready. like, hey, this is what we're going to do, as opposed to this like staged fake thing that seems like how everything on TikTok is. But I don't know. I'm also a never believe anything on the internet is real kind of guy. But uh, I mean, I you think know. you're right. I think that it's probably pre-planned, but I still think it's cool irregardless because, you know, it's just if somebody has a lot of these ingredients sitting around their house, they can easily make this cocktail, which, you know, the only thing I had to buy was the apple cider. Everything else That's I already true. had in my house. That is neat. That is, it's always a good thing. And my nine, last question I have for you is, is it illegal to drink sunrise tea at night? Is that okay? <laughs> Did you break any laws with this tea? Shit. Well, luckily, <laughs> okay. this podcast comes out after midnight or on mid- at midnight. So we're already in the morning by that point. So we're we're good. Oh, that's smart. Smart. But what if they don't listen to it till the afternoon? Oh, no. Yeah, or you can live somewhere, you know, not in Bermuda, but west of East Coast time where it comes out at night. Not, oh, no. not my fault. Not my fault. They don't know what time we're recording okay. this podcast. <laughs> Legal I mean, disclaimer. This re- yeah. was recorded at sunrise. <laughs> yeah. Drink it at 7 a.m., boys. <laughs> oh, man. No, this is pretty good, though. Um, I could see doing this on a bigger scale. Um, if you were going to do this on a bigger scale, I'd probably take a whole gallon of apple cider. Um, you know, maybe a small bottle of tequila, like a yeah, like a seven fifty. Uh, infusing that whole thing with with a few tea bags. Uh, don't put it in a in a plastic bag and like steep it. I would just pour the tequila straight in a pot, turn it on, and put the tea bags in there and let it kind of boil itself to to correctness. And then I would throw it all in a a. Uh, in a crock pot and just kind of leave it out with a ladle and serve it to your guests at Christmas. Oh, that sounds oh, yummy. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then obviously. And then have a little uh, rim, a drink glass rimming station. Yes. Yeah. Put it right next to it. Have it all prepped and ready to go. The agave syrup and you're off to the races. Hmm. There you go. Sounds I don't good. know. Obert, you looked kind of shocked when I said use a whole a whole bottle of tequila. No, your definition of a small bottle of tequila is what most people would consider a regular size bottle of tequila. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was, I was you're trying like, to You're like, yeah, a me- small bottle, and I was thinking like, okay, 375 or something. And you're like, yeah, you know, 750. Okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking like, don't match, don't go like one for one. Don't get a handle of tequila and try to add it to a, a gallon of apple cider because your night's going to end real fast. It'll be fun for the first like, 30 minutes right but yeah, after you're, that you're saying you want you want this this crock pot to run dry before dinner is served no no i want it to last 
I want it to be just a nice... I want it to take the edge off. I don't want to... I want Christmas dinner to occur in people's houses. I don't want them to all be drunk on the ground before dinner happens. Okay. <laughs> well, my, my theory was that they you wouldn't make enough. You can make enough for everybody to have one and then it's done. As opposed to if you have the whole crock pot there the whole night, people are going to... It's going to end badly. You know what, folks? But I think we're on the same page. It's, I it's think your we're on Christ- the same page. It's your Christmas. You do what you want. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to make sure that everybody at the party is drunk before Grandma arrives, that's, that's maybe okay. you think a seven fifty is a small bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then if awesome. you if you know if you do do this, if you make this, let let us know over on the Discord. If you have cinnamon sticks and you add this in there, also give us some feedback um, on how the cinnamon sticks worked as well, because that'd be cool to know. Um, I you know I don't know really how to grade cocktails. I'm not a not a cocktail grader, but I would give the, no. I don't I don't give anything a five. Obert, oh, <laughs> not the Obert's cocktail scale. Well, on the, on the Obert's cocktail scale, this I guess this would be a five because it it is it is worthy of remaking. But on the Tud scale, I mean it's still pretty good. I do happen to like tequila. I do happen to like sunrise tea, and I do happen to like apple cider. So we've we've kind of combined everything here. I would give this a good four point Um. Four no, sorry, four point five. I think that this is this is really good. I can make this. I could serve this at a party. I would drink this at a party as well. I was trying to figure out some way to add some like mold wine as well to this, and I I'm not creative enough to figure it out. But I think you would just maybe inst- maybe use a small bottle of tequila, like a real small bottle of tequila, and like a you know a small like half bottle of wine, and maybe that would be the key of how to do this. And then throw the cinnamon sticks in the crock pot. There we go. That's almost like a sangria, like a hot sangria kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yummy. That sounds good. Uh, I'm kind of sad. I just realized now we're not going to have a tally on the board tonight. So that is true. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to figure something out with that. But <laughs> roll a d4, re-roll on a four. So with that, I'm going to pass this off to Chris um, because Obert drank on the pregame, and so he's still finishing up his pregame beverage of choice and. Chris, Wolf, what are you drinking? So I'm doing, uh, you know, I've, I've, I decided, and the, the co-host can attest to, um, I decided uh, on Friday morning, I guess, that I was going to be taking a little bit of a break from alcohol. So, um, and it's just, you know, it's it's time. It's time. Years, years, years of drinking to do a refresh. So, uh, so I'm actually made a mocktail today. It's, I think... One of the first ones I've ever made, and I don't even know if you can call it that or if it's just like a juice concoction. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but I found one. <laughs> I found one uh, online, a Christmas mocktail. Uh, it doesn't have a Ooh. fancy name, so we're gonna have to na- the, we're gonna have the, to name it. It just says a Christmas the mocktail. Concoction. Um, um. How about we? Can, we'll, na- we'll name it the Virgin Mary. Um, I'm pretty sure that exists that's, already. That's a good one. It. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. If you made a if you made a Bloody Mary without really, booze. Really- I mean, like, yeah, yeah like, a lot. yeah. Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. Listen, no, yeah, I'm sure that's uh, sure that's a thing. Okay, well, but I like gonna... this because it's like maybe like a fun, family-friendly <laughs> mocktail. I, I don't mean, know. That's, How about like that's sa- true? That you know, it's possible. So, how about Santa's juice? <laughs> <laughs> Santa's, Santa's got the juice. <laughs> um. So, uh, here's here's mine. It 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 looks it's it's um orangey like dark dark orange yeah so you've sent over a link to the recipe and the recipe has a picture of the drink yeah which yours looks, looks nothing like right red yeah i don't understand how it's also i don't kind understand of how they got it bright red because i use yeah. all so let's so let's so tell us what's in it all right so it's uh cranberry juice orange juice apple cider and ginger ale mm, yeah i don't think that would be red but no, I think that was uh that oh well, no, a little bit later a little bit further down it has a picture of uh a very misleading article. This is one of those typical like the second back picture in, my day, in my the article looks like what you have make. in your glass. Yeah, the- I think that's what I think that's more what what it's what it is. I don't know what that first one is. That's a clear misrepresentation of what what, it, what it's supposed to be. Um but uh I will say it says apple cider or apple juice. Uh we couldn't find apple cider, so I do have apple juice because we always have that on hand. Um and it's like it's it's pretty easy. It's like two ounces of everything 
except for the uh, cranberry juice was uh i think one ounce of cranberry juice and then two ounces of everything else um i i did a little bit different i made one earlier today and uh decided to change some of those a little bit i added more cranberry juice um to it and i added more ginger ale and that's only ginger ale and actually a little bit of seltzer because there wasn't a lot of bubbles there wasn't a lot of bubbling happening so and as someone who drinks beer primarily um you know the bubbles are a necessity (laughs) so so i mean i got i got a a a dark orange dark orange drink here um i got my ice cubes in it number one dad cup uh glass so i'm I'm still very thrown off by by how different this picture looks (laughs) that red yeah i don't know what that i don't know what that i didn't even think about it honestly um I, i tend to try and skip past all of the stuff um uh, this is this is fine. Um, I think I'm. I, there's there's nothing like crazy awesome missing about booze. it. It's okay. Um, it's missing booze. I mean, honestly, like <laughs> pour some like vodka or, or whiskey or something in here. It's probably pretty good. But yeah, uh, I think vodka would go pretty well in that. Vodka would go th- really well. I know a not tequila, for Chris, yeah. but a blanco tequila. I think on the similar theme to what Chris has. Mm-hmm. Even a dark rum, I think, would be tasty with the ginger ale. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, it's it's like a it's a nice culmination of all these flavors. Like you get a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth making again. To be honest, like I have all the ingredients, so I'll probably look up other things to make. Um, oh, you know what? You know what? It, you know what? I might I might have to try this. I, I'm using I'm using Dana bought um. A while ago, a little bit ago, she bought like super, like simp, not not simply some orange juice that's like fifty calories or something. So it's like not real. It's not real orange juice. It's like we've talked about this in the podcast, like first dozen episodes, the half orange juice stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I I didn't think about it because she did buy a little bottle of like straight Tropicana or whatever. But I was like, I'll use the stuff in the fridge. It's already open and. uh but now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I wonder how much of a difference it's making. I might have to make mm. another one of these <laughs> and 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 test out that theory. Um, so I added more bubble bubble stuff. I added a little bit more uh, than the recommended ginger ale. And I added a, 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 just a tiny bit of um, tangerine-flavored seltzer just to add some more bubbles. I think the extra bubbles make it make it a lot better. I, the one I had earlier was, it's it was flat. It was like juice, you know? So, I mean, kind of a swing in the miss, but I'll drink it because there's no alcohol in it. I wish I wish I did a little bit more research before. Uh, but it like, I mean, it's like four point six stars or whatever on this weird site or something. And I was like, okay, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> and it's easy to make, like perfect. Uh, checks all the boxes. Apparently, there's more th- more to, more to mocktails than just than just four point six stars. So. Um, no, I, I do think that would be something that would be fun that you could make for your your boys to be like, oh, let's like have a fun special holiday drink together. And I don't know. When I was a kid, I like was obsessed with mixing things and combining stuff and seeing how it would occur, what would how things would change, and it'd be like, you know, it's the holidays, do something a little special. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, CJ had some earlier because uh, I made one for myself and Dana. And uh, he had a little bit of it, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he loves cooking, like baking. If you if you let him, or like you know, we uh, thanks to Obert, we've been making a lot of pizzas, and uh, he likes dressing the pizza, like putting the pepperoni on it and all that stuff. So um, he would get a kick out of it. I'm sure he would spill juice everywhere, <laughs> but you know, he's four. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> yeah, I was saying maybe more as an audience member than as a participator, but. Yeah, no, I mean, he, you know, when he, when we bake, I let him, I measure everything, and I let him, under pour careful supervision, nice. pour it into the Very mixer. dangerous. <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh. I mean, for, I mean, yeah, for you having to, like, clean bad. up a mess. There's some things I don't let him, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I make a mess anyway, so. Um, but this is, this is fine. I mean, it's not what I was hoping for. I was hoping for something a little bit more yeah, You basically uh, made a complicated I guess. Shirley Temple. Um, I don't know why. Isn't a Shirley Temple ginger ale and cranberry juice and like marciato cherries? Yeah, no, it's um, it's I've always done it as Sprite or Seven Up, and that uh, the, yeah, the 
the maraschino the the red the red stuff oh uh-huh. okay i've the also heard like cherries. grenadine too but yeah 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 grenadine uh, yeah okay. that's the other red stuff i was trying to think of i'm like <laughs> it's not just the maraschino cherry juice Blood. there's something else too hey at least it would be at least yeah. it'd be red so you know there you go no i i don't i don't know if i've i haven't had a shirley temple in <laughs> 25 years probably Maybe longer. Um, Next time we hang out, Chris, we'll, we'll go we'll out make, to we'll a make, bar we'll together Shirley, and we'll get some Shirley Temples. Shirley Temples, let's do it. Yeah, no, I'm game. I'm game for it. Um, we'll meet up. We'll meet up in uh, Denver for Shirley Temple Fest. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, the Great American go. Shirley Temple Festival. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three. It's it's fine. I mean, I don't know. I've never done mocktails before. Um, I mean, I've done juice. But uh, no, I, I I'll give it like a three. I think there's better ones out there. It was it's very simple, very easy to put together. Um, you know, I would I like I like I say put more bubbles in it. However, you can get more bubbles into it. That's how I would I would like it. But uh, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. Would it be better with vodka? I mean, eventually, yeah. Like <laughs> after after two or three, sure. But <laughs> but straight off the bat, I don't know. Uh, I think it's just uh, maybe next time we'll do uh, we'll do a a, be- a better one, but uh, that's all right. But uh, but there you go, three for my Virgin Mary, which is what I'm calling it because I thought of it. Nice, uh, Obert. Are you are you ready? Are you prepared? I am. This is you know this is I don't know if it's the main event because Tud was a a grand opener, but uh, you know Obert's Obert does have a liquor cabinet. I that is true. That is true. So we talked. A couple weeks ago about doing Christmas cocktails, and I knew I had to make the OG Christmas cocktail eggnog for for this episode. And I also have had my eye on this eggnog recipe for a while because um, one thing that's unique about it is that it's you can store it basically indefinitely in your fridge and it just gets better and better with age. So that's one thing that attracted me to this recipe. It it's supposed to be aged for a minimum of three weeks, but you can drink it immediately. And uh, when we came up with this idea, it was not three weeks ago, but I did I did manage to make this over a week ago, I think, or no, I made this about a week ago. So this is the Alton Brown original eggnog recipe from his website, altonbrown.com. Uh, for those of you who don't know Alton Brown, he used to have a show called Good Eats on the Food Network. He's like the food version of Bill Nye, the science guy, in my mind. Um, similar, like, corny, humored, and and dated 90s television jokes. But um, he does a really good job explaining the food chemistry and just what goes into making something really good. So, um, but I don't want to keep you in suspense for too long. So I'm going to take a sip of this uh, and explain what's in it. And then I'll tell you about how I made it. So cheers, guys. Cheers. Cocktail. Wow, this is this is really good. Eggnog. I know it's. I, now maybe I'm wrong, and I'm going to get laughed off the podcast, which wouldn't be the first time. I believe it's made with eggs, right? So how does that stay? How does it stay fresh for seemingly ever slash three weeks? It is made with eggs. And the answer is alcohol. Um, I think there's enough booze in here to kill off any salmonella is basically the answer. And I store it in airtight containers, single kind of like single serving containers without any air in them. So um, the alcohol will continue to break down the egg proteins and develop further flavors. So... This Alton Brown recipe I have called for both a or a few different liquors. It called for a cognac, it called for a whiskey, and it called for a Jamaican rum. Hmm. I decided to put my own spin on it, and I did use a regular cognac. I think I used an XO brandy. Okay, which yeah, is extra, extra old. old. We did this. Uh, we did this, and um, I bought a bottle of so i put i also put a couple of my own opert unique spins on this and one thing i did was i used captain morgan gingerbread 
which I saw in the liquor store, and I was like, oh, man, I've never seen a liquor more suited to go into an eggnog than Captain Morgan gingerbread. So I used some of that in addition to some uh, Mount Gay spice rum as well. That's kind of what I used as my rum blend. And for whiskey, I used one that I know Tut is a big fan of, and that's the Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Mm. Yeah. So in here, that's kind of the alcohol flavors that are all melded in. And um, it's a dangerous amount of alcohol. I'll say, I'll give you, I'll break the breakdown of the recipe in a little bit. But my point is for how much alcohol is in here and those strong flavors you can imagine between the gingerbread and the peanut butter, it's actually quite mellowed out in flavor, like to a dangerous amount. <laughs> yeah, like I have to really concentrate to get out the peanut butter flavors. And the recipe calls for both grated nutmeg in your mix and then also fresh nutmeg as a floater on top. So the nutmeg is really taking over any kind of gingerbread flavor that I would be getting, if that makes sense. So it's like, yeah, yeah it tastes kind of gingerbready, but way more nutmeg than ginger. Makes sense. Mm. But it's really good. Like, really good. And when I tell you what's in it, I don't think you'll be that surprised because the recipe is basically um, you take a dozen egg yolks and a pound of sugar and you blend that all together until it forms a custard. And then you add six cups of dairy that go in with that between uh, half and half milk and heavy cream. And that's your non-alcoholic side. And then you also... Yeah, then you throw in the, the three cups of liquor in the, all that. So you, you like I said, you blend the eggs and the sugar to make a custard. And then you add in the other liquids and you slowly mix it in to incorporate it um, in with a pinch of salt and uh, that teaspoon of grated nutmeg that I've mentioned. So that's that's all there is to it. I will say for those of you who are, you know, I like to live dangerously when it comes to food safety. There are some people who are like, raw egg, gross, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, I'm not going to take any risks. Uh, in that case, you definitely want to use pasteurized eggs. That'll help you alleviate any kind of your salmonella concerns. But like I said, the alcohol aging in an airtight container will kill off. You know, I'm not a food scientist, not a foodologist, but this is what makes it safe. This has answered your question. But well, you did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but this is directly from the recipe. It says, store in the fridge for a minimum of two weeks. A month would be better and two better still. In fact, there's nothing that says you couldn't age it a year, but I've never, just never been able to wait that long. And yes, you can also drink it right away. So needless to say, I after trying this recipe, I set an alarm in my phone for next September to make this, this eggnog again. So I can properly age it for the holiday season. I'm curious season. to know, like, so how many small containers yeah. do you have right now? Can you, like, put one aside and, like, age it the whole year? I was thinking about it. Um, I think I'm going to make another batch, to be honest, because I did a half I did a half recipe with this, uh, simply because I didn't have that many jars to store it in. But I want to make another half batch and keep it going. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I always say I'm super excited about until I've had a bunch and then I'm <laughs> like, I never want to drink this again. <laughs> so I'm a little a little hesitant to be churning out the one of those nog, things you know? where you can like you know like like when people like make like the forever dough or the friend dough where like they like give part of their dough away to their friend and so like the, the recipe or in the essentially lives on forever because it's like oh you know you have a piece of my dough and then you make more and then you give that to a piece of that can you do that with your eggnog can you like you make your first batch of of the nog last for legitimately ever? I guess I don't see why not. I don't think it would really. I think with the sourdough, you have like that unique yeast profile that lives on. I don't think this is kind of aging with that same fermentation like you get with the bread. Um, But this does taste pretty good. And I mean, I've always been a store-bought eggnog guy, but this was pretty easy to make. And I think I'm pretty sold that this is the way to consume eggnog from now on. Like, I didn't know it was something that was so simple to make at home. But and now I don't think the, I could ever. How go does back, the peanut butter change the flavor? Because mm. obviously, I'm a big, I'm a big screwball fan. So, it yeah, it. I was worried about it with 
the gingerbread and the nutmeg, it kind of taking the flavors in a different direction. But because the eggnog is so rich, the peanut butter just complements that richness. Yeah, it's really just like <laughs> drinking a cake. A boozy cake. <laughs> I don't think I have ever had eggnog. You've never had eggnog? No, I, 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 I'm I, trying to think. I mean, I haven't had it as an adult, and I don't think you're allowed to drink it as a kid. So, I mean, you could buy non-alcoholic stuff as a kid, so you, okay. you could definitely have it as a child. But you've had Coquito, because I made it for some of my Christmas parties, and that's basically like you know Hispanic eggnog. Mexican eggnog? I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe. But you're, you're not a, you're not a big dairy guy, right? I mean, unless you count like ice cream and milk. I don't know. So yes, uh, you are a big dairy pizza. guy. Uh, I guess and cheese. Well, I mean, let's listen. Cheese pizza. Listen, don't get me started. We talked about this on stream the other day. Okay. You don't like um, cheese pizza? But yeah, if uh, if this if this eggnog would keep through the mail, I would send you some. Unfortunately, <laughs> it has to be kept under refrigeration. Oh, that's to stay the good. Off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, uh, I, yeah, you, you uh, got to keep this stuff cold for it to stay not spoiled. But Dana, Dana, have do you like eggnog? <laughs> Hopefully, she listens to this on Thursday, and, and then she can. Tell I mean, you you've got some of that dry ice, ice yeah. right? I mean, you could put it on dry ice and and send it out. Send it out. It's true. There you go. I don't know. I wouldn't want to freeze it either. I'm not. I haven't Frozen mastered it. the the packing technology that some of these food delivery companies have eggnog slushy yeah uh, but maybe i have to try some can i just buy some or should i i mean i'm not gonna make a whole thing like that's not yeah like... well i will say this recipe this was the recipe i wanted to make this is the recipe i had in mind to make but when i did some googling it seemed like i looked up seven recipes and six of them were similar and this one was not so mm. it seemed like this is a little bit of an outlier in the fact that it only uses the yolks and doesn't use a whole egg or the egg whites. Right. But um, but yeah, just it's like probably like two eighty nine for a quart of eggnog. So <laughs> you should go and try yeah, it. And if you maybe I'll have maybe I'll have one next podcast. <laughs> there you go. If you yeah, if you have like a local like so up here like you know how like we have like Turkey Hill or like Gorillic Farms, which is also like a local style brand like if you have like a local a local milk brand down there buy it from there because at least it'll be somewhat fresher i would assume than buying it from like hood right right hood yeah. is also a local dairy con- conglomerate yeah i don't know if hood, i don't think hood's down oh. there. yeah it's like sam's yeah. milk D- yeah instead of like dean's foods <laughs> instead of like dean's milk buy it from like somebody else get lowe's 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 that knock <laughs> oh, oh i bet yes. you they make oh, it yeah do it they probably do. It's probably the best ever. Oh, uh, can't wait. <laughs> well, anyway, this eggnog was great. Um, I want to really want to make it for my friends and family when I can. Um, but in the meantime, I'll just have to be content with silently aging some for a year till next next season. Who knows? Maybe we can have a, a comparison a year from now. Listen, next summer, save we'll one for next year. As long as I don't lose power. <laughs> save one for next year and then save <laughs> one for like the summer and like the middle of July. Break that shit out and be like. Ew. It's, egg, it's no. eggnog time. You can't have eggnog <laughs> in July. That sounds terrible. It's always eggnog season. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Christmas uh, in July. It's a thing. So you could have eggnog for your Christmas in July party. No one's saying you can't. Uh, but yeah, I will put my eggnog recipe in the show notes. But uh, feel free to try different ones. Experiment. Find your own. But um, don't be too grossed out about the raw egg. Oh, that was the other thing. Like I said, the other six... Most of them either cooked, heated the milk on the stove or heated the egg yolks on the stove. This was the only one I found that had like raw everything. So hmm. I like it though. So I'm not, I don't really want to explore out too much because I found one that I like and it works for me. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Uh, and uh, with that, ho, 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 ho. It's time for our three handled. Frosty Mug of Wisdom Christmas Edition, where uh, we take out our Frosty Mug of Wisdom, we fill it with milk or eggnog or cookies, and uh, (laughs) tell Santa what he should be getting people. Um, Santa, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test 
handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish that motto. Thank you, as always, Jordan. Wreck my podcast. Check him out. Um, he always does something fun around the holidays. But I also forgot to mention this is a five out of five on the Oprah cocktail scale. <laughs> best uh, best eggnog out there. One hundred percent would make again. And as I do have the highest rating, I am also going to claim the mug for myself this week and share a book I just read with you all, and that is by. Andy Weir, the author of The Martian, and it is his new book, Project Hail Mary. And I really like to go into a book with as few spoilers as possible to the point where I don't even read the blurb on the back because sometimes it gives way too much away. So I will keep that in mind as I review this book with you. And I will say, if you have read any of his other books, like The Martian or seen the movie The Martian with Matt Damon... um, it's a lot like that. It's about a uh, single individual who has to, you know, use all of his sciency knowledge to solve a bunch of problems. But page one opens up, and he, the main character, is uh, waking up a- out of a coma in a bed, and he has no memory of what's going on, and it makes for a really good hook at the beginning of the story which is why i don't want to tell you too much more about it than that um but it it does a really good job so he wakes up with amnesia and what happens is throughout the story he's his memory comes back in like flashbulb moments where he it'll have a passage about something that happened in the past so the whole time while the plot is advancing you're learning more and more about what led him to be in this coma and where where he is and um what project hell mary is and um and i will say i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say it is a, in the sci-fi genre so there is space involved but um it's a great science fiction book i really enjoyed every book of his that i think he's written um and this was like 650 pages i read it in like 8 days it was like i flew through it i couldn't put it down it was really good hmm. so uh project hell mary Get it for someone on your Christmas list. Get the the ebook that you don't have to worry about any shipping issues. It's uh you can still get it for Christmas time. Can't really wrap it in that sense, but maybe you That's can true. go down to your local Walden Books <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and purchase it there. It's only I think at hardcover right now. Wrap it up for somebody. Give it as a gift. But like I said, really good book. Flew through it. Was really happy with how it ended. Uh, enjoyed it the whole way through. If you read it, I want to talk to you about it in the Discord. So let me know your thoughts. Um, so with that, I'm going to hand the mug over to Todd because he had the second highest rating on his cocktail. Time. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, so my handle this week is going to be uh, The Witcher Season 2. It was just released on Netflix last Friday. Um, it is a TV show adaption of... You know, one of my favorite video game series, but also um, a good book series as well. And so it just was released. It stars Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. And it is a story about Geralt and uh, this this other character named Ciri. And basically, it's, it's the pre-story to the video games. So if anybody has ever played the original Witcher, this is pre-the original Witcher. Um, it's This is taking place at the time that the, that the books take place. So if you've read the books... It's an adaption of those books, and if you've just played the video games, 
basically you'll see what hap- you know how Geralt found Ciri and how they come to be. And if you haven't watched season one, um, that's out too. But yeah, season two, all of it's up on Netflix. Unlike the Wheel of Time, you don't have to wait uh, for it to be released weekly. You can go watch it and binge it all right now, especially because I'm assuming we're all going to have a little bit of time off over you know the upcoming holidays. Uh, even somebody who's shaking their head on the podcast, no, they're not. Uh, most people do. So if you're looking for a good TV show to sink your teeth into, now there's two seasons. Uh, if you haven't watched the first one, do that too. But yeah, check out The Witcher, Netflix. It's a great series, and it makes it even better because Henry Cavill's a huge, uh, a huge fan of the video games. So he plays the character of Geralt really well and close to to how the, the video games, you know, interpret the character. So it's pretty cool. Is it as good as season one? So far, it's better. Um, they have more budget. Season one was done with a very low budget, so this year Netflix really threw a lot of money behind them. Uh, the set pieces are bigger. The you know the storyline seems a little bit more in depth they're not trying to hop around between a whole bunch of storylines to get like a whole story out because they now they know that they have a hit um unlike the wheel of time this is a little bit more mature themed uh the witcher games are mature in in of in and of themselves so this is the same just r-rated yeah i would say i'd say tv 14 um maybe r-rated there might be naked people um i don't remember any in season one I haven't discovered any of season two, but I'm assuming there will be. Could, they could be out there's there. Touch is ready for a naked just, person to run across the screen. Naked there's naked people. Pe- so here's yeah. the thing. Well, you know, I don't remember Here's the thing. There's people. naked people in the video game. So I'm assuming there's going to be naked people in the TV show. It's a big assumption. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, what is what is your handle? With this 3.0 cocktail. Yes. <laughs> um. My my handle is alcohol. Uh, it is. It's, it's, that's a, it's that's what you call a big bottle of tequila. A yeah, handle. A, <laughs> so I don't know if you. I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, I, I stream on Twitch. You know, I know it's, it's a new thing. You know, uh, and one thing that I was always like not super crazy about was like the lighting I had in in my stream area. So I actually was able to purchase during uh, the crazy Black Friday sales and all that stuff a couple uh, extra lighting fixtures um, that just came in uh, the other day or last last week or something like that. So uh, they are uh, panel LED panel lights that you can put either on your desk or on a um, on like a, they come with stands that uh, will help illuminate and try and get rid of some of the shadows that you have in your in your lighting. Now, the placement I have now is better than it ever was. However, I'm still working on that placement. Lighting is very very difficult. <laughs> you would think you would think it would be easy. Just light a lot and then it happens. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's really hard. I don't know why. Um, but these two are are I mean they're really easy to put together. Really easy to use. Um, they're bright. Uh, they do a really good job, and I've noticed a big and I've gotten many compliments uh, on stream about like the way my webcam looks, and I know it's all because of of the lights. I'll we'll put a link in the show notes of the ones I bought, but there's a bunch out there, um, and they were on crazy sale for a while. So uh, if you're a content creator, whatever, and uh, you're looking for some cheap fill lights that will be able to illuminate get rid of some shadows things of that nature or you just want to look good at your work meetings or yeah or work meetings go. and stuff i forgot i forgot people work from home all you or you know you could be in the office and be on a webcam too you know people people have meetings all over the world i guess it's, i guess i i guess i i have a harder time envisioning someone setting up lights like around them in the office i don't know maybe it's just me listen as a non-office person <laughs> as a as a a, a a a a blue blue collar that's the other one right blue collar man uh, <laughs> i i uh i don't think it's uh i don't know what it's like but uh but anywho these two lights uh they they work really well um and uh you know placement is a whole nother thing so we'll put a link in the show notes of the ones i bought and uh you guys can make yourself look pretty for webcam in this new new day and age very and fun we, we all want to be pretty we do. Yep. Well, thanks. And so before Todd kicks it off to our outro, I wanted to let 
our listeners know that this is going to be our last episode of the year. Um, we will be back in 2022. We got some fun stuff planned, but uh, just thanks for the year of support. You know, 2021 was another rough, rough year. It was nice to have you guys listening along with us. And uh, just wanted to tell my co-host, thank you for being there too, to, to have make some fun podcasts with. So cheers to that. Yes. Yeah. Cheers. And uh, and I'll see you guys next year. Yes. Th- thank Great. you, all listeners. Um, you know, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and whatever else you celebrate. Festivus, Hanukkah already passed. Um, Kwanzaa. Happy all of it. Just happy life. Be happy and merry. And with yes, thank you, thank you for a great, great billion years. However long it's been now, it's been a billion years. <laughs> and so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, guess I'm gonna thank myself for the cocktail I made today. So thank you, me. I would also like to thank myself. I'm gonna thank Alton Brown for the recipe of the eggnog that I had because it was delicious. Please make sure you head over to uh, to. to blah, 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 blah. Please make sure you head over to all social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please head over to Discord, where you can join the conversation live and in person with other fans. And if you'd like a special extra episode, uh, head over to Patreon.com. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get an extra episode, you know, probably about every other week is what we're averaging right now. Uh, this week, Obert brought a beer to the podcast. And now that I bring this up, Chris cannot not edit it. So, so it has to go up. No, oh, you, you are overestimating my powers. <laughs> or underestimating, I guess. <laughs> And also, please make sure you head over to iTunes um, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. And also, please make sure you're telling your friends, your families, your loved ones. You're going to see them all over this holiday weekend, hopefully. Um, if not, you know, you know, text them, send it in your Christmas card. But if you see them, say, hey, first of all, let's listen to this awesome podcast. And B, you guys should also go and subscribe to this awesome podcast and help these guys out. And with that, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. See you in 2022. My name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Todd, how was the rest of your vodka? It was really good. Um, you know, it, first of all, it was tequila. But it was it was pretty good. Um, as it cooled down, uh, I started to taste a lot of the earthy notes from the, the tea, which I thought was pretty cool. Or the herbal notes, if you will. Or the purple notes, if you will. Did it taste worse because it wasn't sunrise? Uh, a little bit. It, it, I felt kind of like a vampire. Just a nighttime yeah. vampire. It's like wearing your sunglasses Yes, at night. but that's so I can't see. <laughs>